That's you know we should uh, we should have a podcast that we send ask request NASA to send to the astronauts just in case it is the end of the world yeah. where we just relive some of the top <laughs> so they can then land vicariously through us after yeah. the end of the world. Well, you know maybe we could upload the movies like we could yeah. find a general consensus and we can get it to them before it goes away. I don't know if you could put it in the cloud. <laughs> I mean you could you could store I mean. Hypothetically, I don't know how long you could store all of the uh, the world's information that has been saved to a cloud. How long it would take before it would burn out? But I mean, hypothetically, yeah. if there's something out there, if, yeah. there, if there are aliens out there, um, and that's that's another way to look at this. If you if you are like a, a balls deep conspiracy theorist, you're like all of this is fake. <laughs> yeah. All of this is fake, and and and. And bless your hearts, because you're like, well, um, the uh, this is fake because uh, we haven't had our, our alien invasion, and that's yeah. that's when you know it's all fake. What they're doing is they're uh, trying to show us that it, we're, we're basically watching information as an illusion presented to us on the internet. They don't even have to show it to us anymore because they're like showing it with memes. Like we yeah. don't actually have to see the destruction. You can go and you can connect to the internet and you can see if you're a balls deep conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. um, you know, your your CGI video uh, from a, a fake spa, uh, fake satellite of fake fires in Australia. Um, but they're not showing you that. If you want to see that, you can see that. But you're getting your information through memes anyway, so it's it's not real. Um, what you're seeing in Iran, um, you know, and what you're seeing in the Middle East, because it doesn't apply to you, because that news can be broken down in a meme for somebody in, in Kansas, it it's, doesn't have to be real for them, whether or not it is. Uh, if it's the simulation, then it's the simulation. Well, I, I, I think we all know this is to get everyone or as many people as possible to go underground into bunkers to handle overpopulation. I mean, I've, I've heard some stories about some FEMA camps. <laughs> um, then they're, and for what? I mean, like, then that's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. One thing is going to happen one way or the other. Maybe though, for the for the fine folks that are on the space station, perhaps uh, what what could work for them is maybe the Earth blowing up will be like you know like a giant flare. Maybe. So if there is like aliens out there, they'll be like, well, oh, probably go. Got a flat tire. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Earth's fucking up again. Go, go, uh, go check for astronauts like last time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got to come back and they've got to explain to the astronauts, no, no. See, here's what's going to happen. And we do this about every six thousand years. <laughs> We're gonna hit a reset button. You're gonna go. You're. Thank God, you guys are sending ladies up here. It's, it took a while for you guys to figure that out, but um, you know. Now, hey, here's a great thing. Uh, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have Ivan and Eva. Eva, because we got yeah. some some Russians up there. Ivan and Eva are gonna come back, and there and there's gonna be like the the space lizard who's gonna who's gonna tell these two. Listen, fucking, you can have anything you want. All right, but just. Forgot this happened the last time. <laughs> Just we've done this before. Don't if if anything tells you to eat that fruit, it's yeah. and I get it. Apples are delicious. We've changed it. It's yeah. no longer an apple because we get it. Apples. There's so <laughs> much that you can do with them. There you there's cakes. There's pies. There's butters. All kinds of shit. However, that being said, we're gonna give it a, a disgusting one. You're gonna have it's the asshole fruit. All right. <laughs> 
It's it's it tastes like shit. All right, and it'll make you sick, and and you don't want to get near it. But that's the only one you don't eat. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Got video of what happened last time. Yeah, you you saw it. Yeah. All right. Thank God they send the best and the brightest up here. Um, just stay away from the shit fruit. All right. The the shit fruit is the fruit of knowledge. <laughs> And that's how they do it. And that's, yeah. that's how it works the next time. Um, but is it... I, I know that they have very similar stories to Adam and Eve in, in other religions. But, like, yeah. is it the same fruit? Like, is it... Um, if you have the um, whatever faith equivalent of Adam and Eve, is it... Is the, is the fruit from the, 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 uh, from the Garden of Eden, is it the same... Is it still an apple? You know, I've heard it... <clears throat> I've heard it used as a pomegranate once. Okay. So... So I think maybe, you know, I'm sure if you like go to like Greece, it's like an olive. Oh, I I wonder, and it, you know, so then kind of like <laughs> what is the oil then? All right, it's the juice. It's the juice of knowledge. Olive <laughs> oil is the juice of knowledge, which would which would kind of explain why Popeye and Brutus were always beefing over. Yeah, they he, they wanted that that knowledge juice. They're like, they know what's up. Yeah, she knows what's up. Um. So what what's going on with you locally, man? Like, what are you seeing around here that, that you're liking, that you're not liking? Like you excited about in because if um, if all of this is fake, yeah, and, and we're just going to pretend that World War Three, a, a possible World War Three, is fake, all of it's fake, yeah, um, and uh, it's not real at all. What are you excited about this year? Excited about this year? Um, you know, I think probably I I know what I'm not grooving on right now. I'm not grooving on the the weather, like. I got spoiled in the whole November, December, and I'm a cold weather guy, you know, but I like, you know, like 5, 10, 15 degrees, it was great. But uh, this zero and below zero stuff, I feel like it just happened overnight, didn't get the usual slow build. So I guess I'm excited for when it's going to get a little warmer. I I feel the fat in my legs freeze when yeah. it's negative 50, like it just, it's cold enough to make you mad. <laughs> like, just, just angry. And, and there's, you know, like, it's okay. It's okay to be angry about how cold it is, because damn it, it's cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, 11th. The 11th of January. Uh, yeah. Stand-up comedy at the Catchy. Oh, I might do that. Yeah. I'll get you, I'll get you some tickets. Yeah. Some tickerinos. The, uh, what is it? Uh, school starts. School starts Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. You excited about that? You know, I got mixed feelings. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I kind of got you know, got used to not having to wake up super early to get the kids to school. Yeah, I didn't do so many of the uh, the 4 o'clock, 4.15 wake-ups to go to the gym. They were more like 7, 8, yeah. 9 o'clock. Yeah. However, what I realized is, like, I missed those early wake-ups. Like, those getting up at, at 4 a.m. to get it in. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, it just made me feel better. Like, through the day, I could sit and I could kind of meditate on the treadmill for a couple of minutes before I figured out what the fuck I was going, I was uh, doing for the rest of my day. Yeah. You know, like, getting it all, like, mapped out and stuff. It is, it is really easy to just kind of, like, allow your day to just waste away. You know, it's very very easy to just get sort of content. Oh, a- absolutely. It's We, we live in, uh, in, in a time where it's, everything is super convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything. We're close to a point where we can 3D print food. Yeah. And, and once we can do that, and people are still going to 
choose the shittiest, nastiest fucking stuff they can find. Um, do we wait till then to hit the big reset button? Like, <laughs> if if World War Three is coming and we're mm-hmm. gonna get a we're gonna get a reset button on the universe, like we I feel like we've had some warning signs. Yeah, I, you know it's if any if anyone looks at it and goes, huh, I didn't see this coming, then that's probably the happiest person in the world or the most just oblivious. But I feel like I, I'm, I'm happier, though, like when I'm staying off the social... I will say that, like when I'm off of the social media yeah. platforms, when I'm not on Facebook, when I'm not on um, on Instagram, like I, I do feel better. Like I, when I'm not paying attention to that mm-hmm. shit, when it's like a... Because then I'm not thinking about, you know, like what's happening where. Um, the how the um, the the murder of or not I don't want to say murder I don't want to say murder <laughs> of uh, of this Iranian general that is definitely not a word I want to say um, it's not not a word I want to use for that guy um, how the blowing the fuck of of this uh, this Iranian general because he was blown up yeah they dropped a bomb on him from space right yeah and uh, and people watched it. And with that being said, like this could this is a thing that could happen. I'm, I don't know that the, the world isn't you know like ready for that reset. It's a it's a shitty thing to say. Like we've got we've all got kids and families yeah. and stuff. Um, but we we've, we've come to a place where like things have gotten real convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't I don't wish the end of the world on any of us. But I think that a lot of us maybe need to start taking a really good look at ourselves and, and maybe treat something like this, if this is something that really affects you, as that fucking life wake-up call. Right? Yeah. If if you have a dream or you have something that you want to do before you die, like two guys that you don't know or one guy that you don't know could change all of that tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And and then you your, your existence... With some shit you didn't want to do, uh, while shit you didn't want done was happening to you, and that's the entire to get, existence. To buy shit you didn't even want in the first place. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we're easily sold on shit we don't need, and we go for it. We oh yeah. Um, but but we go for it. We own mm-hmm. that bullshit that that we buy into. And you know, I I wonder if this is sort of the evolution of, you know. Of the intelligent creature, you know, just progressively simplifying life, increasing ledger. I don't know. I feel like a lot of all of this, one way or the other, this could have been solved a long time ago with people just communicating like people. Yeah. Like, if two dudes... Or two gals, or a dude and a lady who are trying to figure some shit out had a real vested interest in figuring some shit out, then shit would be figured out. But as it stands, that's not how it happens because we wait until we wait until we think about the thing we should have said yeah. rather than saying anything. It's whether it's like I should have sent that text message three months ago. Well, you, you fucking didn't, and that person is no longer with us. Um, you know that that resolution you could have had to whatever whatever was aching you on the inside is is a boat that you missed. Do you think anyone's gone over to the Middle East and said like, "Hey, how about not oppressing people?" 
Like the idea just hasn't occurred to him. Okay, so so I've been to the Middle East. Yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, like I saw you know a little bit of Iraq, um, but I saw a lot more of Kuwait. I saw a lot more of Qatar, and there are they're they're pretty they're pretty modern. Um, and as far as Iran, I'm I'm not a history major. Like mm-hmm. I, that's not my bag. But my understanding is that that. They were pretty modern um, around the time that the Shah came into power, a time, around the time that yeah. we started having uh, issues with them. So, and I'm probably fucking that up because my Iranian history is not it's... my strong suit. Um, but I will tell you that a lot of a lot of issues can be solved, and some of them, like as far as the uh, the oppressing people, I mean that. Do you mean like in Afghanistan or what? I just mean you know the that's always our argument you know. Oh yeah yeah. Oh you okay, know. sorry. Um, I just uh, I, don't I don't need to do it. I don't feel like we need to do any more nation building. Yeah. Right. No. I think um, we're good. Iraq has just said that they want us out. Yeah, bring some people home. I don't yeah. know. We're. We're in a place where is a world where maybe maybe we shouldn't be. Yeah, I think there's you know, uh, there's it's always been kind of my issue with the government is the government tends to uh, our government anyway in particular tends to evaluate themselves more on intentions than results. Yeah. So you know, it's like uh, you know, our intent may be to you know bring capitalism to the world or something or you know democracy if you will or the Republic, um, you know, or to free nations. Um, that might be the intent, but, you know, obviously the results of that have not been good. So there's a certain part where it's like, do you just, you just call it good, just call it quits and, and back out, even though you know you've kind of held up this house of cards. Like the, uh, oh, I'm going to, uh, like the issue with Turkey and the Kurds, you know, where we have some 50 soldiers there. Um, and that's basically keeping this mini war from happening um, just because no one wants to accident no one wants to be the group that accidentally kills a you know a, starts a war with the US yeah. you know uh, Trump makes the decision to pull the 50 people out of course they go to war a little mini battle um, and I'm, I pro- I'm, I'm very like I only know bits and pieces of the facts of that from probably from Sean Hannity um, <laughs> from what I overheard there but it's an int- it's an interesting situation I know. Fuck Sean Hannity. Dude, I, I'm i getting so bummed out talking about World War Three, but fuck Sean Hannity. <laughs> yeah. Like, that dude is professionally angry. He's so... And he's been angry for his entire career. I love... It's a shtick. What? Your shtick is angry. I know. I, what I love, though, about... I, I love his just... He embraces the hypocrisy. Like, um, I mean, how many times did you hear Sean Hannity rally against, like, CBD... You know, or like, or oh, any, yeah. yeah, any sort of like hemp related and, you know, product. And now he's hocking it. Yeah. Now he's selling CBDs and, and, uh, jewels. Yeah. Was it, was it jewels he was selling? Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was selling jewels. Yeah. He was, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> legitimately, when it comes to people that, like, are, like, <coughs> bullshit 
salesman. Yeah. Like, and he is a bullshit salesman of the height. Like, no one sells bullshit like him. Mm-hmm. And here's my, what I mean. Um, all they do is they, they jack you up for 12 minutes to sell you some shit in that three-minute advertising uh, break. But they always end up, we'll, we'll be back. We'll, yeah. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> after the Find break, out more. After we sell you some shit that we never figure out. Like, Sean Hannity is the guy that has all the answers, but we never get a fucking answer. Yeah. Um, he's the smartest guy who isn't fucking doing shit. Fuck, man, he's so fucking angry for no reason. Yeah, I wonder if it, it's it's all probably an act. Probably goes home oh, he's to his husband. More than CBDs, yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, he's got a Turns nice... on some MSNBC for Rachel Maddow, which he enjoys. Oh, yeah, well, he's doing speedballs. Or he's writing for her. Oh, shit, that's even better. Yeah. Because it's like Carson uh, writing for David Letterman. Yeah. After uh, after um, Jay Leno took over. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That would be wonderful. What if that's what Bill O'Reilly's doing now? What if Bill <laughs> O'Reilly is secretly writing for Rachel Maddow while he's off in fucking Thailand doing whatever he's doing while he's in Thailand and just creeping off doing Bill O'Reilly yeah. in Thailand stuff? Embracing it. What if he just embraced it? Yeah, maybe it's like, you know, all those years pretending to be angry. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, fuck, even better. What if he's like, he's chilling somewhere just surfing? Yeah. He's like, Bill O'Reilly's just popping, he's been popping acid every day. <laughs> Call me Willie. For the last four years, working on his ukulele in, in Papua New Guinea. Like, yeah. Just fucking, just doing cool shit, living his best life. Well, it's like, you know, uh, um, Bob Ross, you know, from, like, military sergeant to... Yeah, I believe he was a master sergeant. Yeah. But it, but it goes to... To the to happy little tree guy. Therapeutic. Uh, yeah. to, to doing something therapeutic. I'm sure that, like, painting for him, like, putting the, the, the paint to canvas for him was probably one of the most therapeutic things that he could think to do. Yeah. Um, he just happened to be the guy leading the sip, America's favorite sip and paint. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, that's cool. Like, there are people, when I was a kid, because I was, that was, uh, I grew up in Germany, so yeah. like, I didn't get a chance to see Bob Ross. I wasn't part of my PBS childhood. Um, but people would talk to me about him as like, we would put on Bob Ross and fall asleep. Yeah. And, it just relaxes people. Yeah. Um, and and it should. It should make people happy. By the way, if I read properly on the Mr. Rogers movie, yeah, because they're all connected, um, it said inspired by a true story, not based on a true story. Ooh. So there is the, the absolutely, truly distinct possibility that the Mr. Rogers um, urban legend has some truth to it. Yeah. I think it's been covered up. What if it is? What if that's the truth, that the story uh, of Mr. Rogers being a Marine sniper with more confirmed kills than anyone else? What if that is the truth? What if that was that was the truth? And the, this cover up is the is the nice, sweet Fred Rogers. What if what if the real story is Fred, the, the mass murderer Rogers? What if, you know, what if he never stopped working? Oh my gosh! Like, Mr. Rogers just traveling, <laughs> traveling America, killing people with sock puppets. Yeah. 
Oh, I've got something for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be even better. Mr. Rogers, when he's not Mr. Rogers, is a part-time assassin. He's John Wick. Yeah. Fred Wick. John Rogers. It was so easy. They would come up to me and say, Hey, aren't you Mr. Rogers? And I would say, Yes. And then I would kill them. And then, yeah. um, like, let, let me show you something, neighbor. So when Bret Hart was up here, they went to the mall, and I guess he got recognized yeah. quite a few times because you're Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. Yeah. What if you're Fred the Hitman <coughs> Rogers and you're getting bothered everywhere? You're like, I'm just trying to go do some stuff. <laughs> and that's what you got. And now it's Fred Rogers is on the side of a building with a sniper rifle getting ready to take out some head of state of some small country. Like, hey, he's just going on vacation to Bali. <laughs> and, you know, people are dying with piano wire just wrapped up. I don't know, but I think whoever made Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer yeah. should take this concept. They should. Um, oh. I, I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. It's historically accurate. And that's what's important to me. Because cause I saw the other Lincoln movie, and I was like, eh, this is bullshit. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Eh, fucking, I build the butcher. Shut up. Um, that seemed really like the way I should have gone. You, know, you like, definitely, out of the two, I would have went with The Vampire Hunter. Or I believe there's also a zombie killer Abraham Lincoln film now, too. That makes sense. And why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Did Mario Van Peebles direct it? I have no idea. Because I, I think he directed whatever the shitty bootleg knockoff um, Jesus shoe version of Battleship a few years back. Ah. Battleship was a movie coming out based on the game Battleship. Yeah. Not based on the game Battleships, which seems like that was a way more entertaining movie. I don't necessarily know that there are any real rules to Battleships. Um, but, but there's probably a porn film. Yeah, and it's probably Dutch. Yeah. Or Greek. Or both. It's it could be they're they're really good at bringing people together for things that they're into. Yeah. Um, what do you got coming up this week? What do you like what do you what are you thinking? What do you oh, think man. is gonna happen this week? We're we gonna are we gonna go into the nuclear dark ages? I feel like we got at least another week. I don't know though. I might be optimistic. Is there anything um is there anything you're excited about regarding a nuclear winter? Um, yeah, I, 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 it answers the question. Like, what would happen? At least, you know, well, no. Wouldn't I, have to go to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of call in and tell your boss to fuck himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. Not, not, not having fun anymore. Um, I think there's that. We also get to find out if the uh, the other conspiracy theory that nuclear weapons aren't real, yeah, is real. That that's true. Yeah, like well, Eddie Bravo was wrong on that one. <laughs> Maybe the Earth is round. <laughs> Maybe dinosaurs are real. Maybe we did go to the moon. I'm still hoping not, because it would make everything way more awesome. <laughs> like, imagine we found out, like. If we are, if we're gonna have nuclear war, like I want all the secrets mm-hmm. dumped right up front. Like, I want, I want President Trump to do the big data dump. Like, two things are gonna happen in the next two minutes. <laughs> One of them will be a, will, all the alien stuffs coming out, 
and all the moon stuff's coming out. And then he's got to say something crazy on Twitter about, like, the Kennedy Best nuclear war ever. Best <laughs> nuclear war ever. We got the best nuclear bombs. We're going to nuclear bomb the shit out of them. Um, yeah, but where we're at now is... Tweet a photo of who killed Kennedy. Oh, shit. <laughs> <coughs> what if it's George H.W.? Fred Rogers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Where was Fred Rogers when Kennedy was assassinated? We need to find this information. He would, you know, he would be He was on to... top of, he was on the fourth floor of the school book repository. <laughs> uh, he's just, he was up there fucking posted up. No one was looking for him. Mr. Rogers just walking around a, a books, a bookshop in Dallas just doing Mr. Rogers stuff. Hi, guys. Just Mr. Rogers. Killing people with piano wires so they don't catch him. Boo. Turns out that one of the producers, um, or, you know, turns out the postman from Mr. Rogers was one of the three tramps uh, from the grassy knoll. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mr. Rogers. Mr. McFreely. Oh my gosh. It gets, it gets rough. Oh my. And how do we turn it? We bring this back to uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman was just trying to rescue us from the evils of Mr. Rogers. I love Pee Wee. That's why they, yeah, that's why they sabotaged his reputation. Absolutely. So think, I mean, if you want to break it down like that, let's do that. Because Neo, mm-hmm. uh, not Neo, I'm sorry. Uh, shit, Morpheus. Yeah. Was, was in. Um, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Lawrence Fishburne was a member of the cast of Pee-wee's Playhouse. So what if Pee-wee, ha- uh, Pee-wee Herman was supposed to be the antithesis? He's the the the, the like American man, um, good guy, kind guy, sweetheart, leader, uh, trying to teach people to love and to be kind to each other. And you have Morpheus back there as the cowboy roping us in. Come on, come with us! We're having a fucking good time. We're going to do cool shit. I'm a cowboy. Pee-wee's got a bike and a girlfriend, and he's a snazzy dresser, right? Yeah. We're, we're cool folks, and we're the very best friends there ever could be. And what if what if that's what it was? Fred Rogers sabotaging uh, the, the career of Pee-wee Herman. I don't see how it could be anything else. Truth bomb. <laughs> and that's the last Trump tweet. Oh my gosh, that would be great. And it's like five parts. And then he's got the video. <laughs> oh, and, and then there goes to the other theory that's why deep fake was invented. Yeah. Trump invented deep fake, bro. Like Trump Trump invented deep fake so that he could make Fred Rogers the worst human being ever and Pee Wee as the hero and national treasure. It's fucked up, man. Trump's an asshole for that. And that's Socialist commie? No. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> no, the uh Yeah, I don't know. I uh I I do think it would be that would entertain me if like if, if it was you know, all the bombs are so old they don't work. Or someone just like created, you know, say like, you know, whoever's selling the bombs, making the bombs, just put a bunch of bullshit on paper. It's like, yeah, these uh, no, those will have like a four trillion mile blast radius, and they're all duds. And they just so they're just launching, <laughs> just land in the dirt. Because they're not real; they were never real to begin with. And that's how it ends. And that's when we find out that all these other places have the real ones. <laughs> or 
they don't know that theirs aren't real either. I know. Well, I, I often wondered if the uh, way uh, like North Korea controls all of their information. Yeah. And uh, I guess back in the day when we used to drop like the care packages or whatnot over there, um, and that's not that's not like a euphemism for bombs. There were actual like care packages. Um, food and whatnot. I guess uh, they they used to announce, see America's surrendering to us, or see how they're you know they're paying us so we won't attack them. Um, I was, what if we are the country that's actually doing that? Like everyone else has crazy space lasers and they're already living on other planets, and we're just like we're telling each other it's like we're number one. We're, that's what we got all a that Tesla. aid is for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're. It is. That's what all of that aid is for. So the Ukraine doesn't fuck us up. Like, yeah. Like we're giving all this aid to these people to not. Fuck <coughs> up. We give the best aid to get the best not fucked up. We've really just been paying like protection money to all That's these it. countries. That's it. We're we are uh, guys paying the mob for protections. <laughs> it's like Japan actually invented the sun. It's there. Saying they didn't. <laughs> Like, and that's what Fukushima was, that was the <laughs> yeah. sun generator. Um, so, are you familiar with the uh, the Aleutian nuclear sea otters? No. All right, so, could be fucking this one up a little bit. Now, in uh, during World War II, they did some nuclear testing out in the Aleutian Islands. Yeah. And there were some sea otters out there. And they're, I guess they're much t- tougher, much stronger sea otters now. So, in southeast Alaska, there was no sea otters. They'd been hunted to, uh, more or less, to, to extinction. And so, they were also there as a, a counterbalance uh, to the, the biosystem. Um, but they weren't there anymore. So, initially, I guess they were told they were getting um, some super, super rad, super chill NorCal sea otters. <laughs> Like to hang out on the rocks, do sea otter stuff, stretch out a wee bit, maybe drink some kombucha, um, rubbing some CBD oil or something. I don't know. But that's not what they got. They got the the Hulk Aleutian sea otters that I, I guess have been fucking everything up. And I would like to talk to the um, the environmentalist that taught my my bride about this because that's how I heard about this. Yeah. And, Smoked a lot of pot since then. So I'm sure I'm forgetting some key points, but nuclear sea otters are a real thing. So maybe they are real. Yeah. Maybe everyone becomes the Hulk. Speaking of the Hulk, have you seen the Velocity? You did see the Velocipaster. Yes. We need to talk about this before we go away. Yeah. What did, what, okay. Let's go back to the very beginning. The Velocipaster. Starring a guy that looks like the guy that played Dexter. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you, what did you think of of the Velocipaster? What what do you what did you like about it? What did you dislike? You know, I uh, sometimes it did the. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it was the intent of it was to be a bad movie. Like yeah. they they obviously <clears throat> they knew they were coming in making a B movie. Um, they embraced it, I think. Yeah, and they embraced it. Although there were some times when they overdid it. To where it was like, it was almost... They lost kind of the joke in... I It wasn't like... it. You know, some it needed to be a little bit more subtle. 
I guess, at moments, to really, to me, to really make it funny. When it was, like, over-the-top, almost, uh, I guess, to where it seemed not so much like they were, they were, uh, like, paying respect to the, the genre, but sometimes, like, they were almost going, like, oh, we gotta do this, because that's what people are expecting, or that way, you know, remind everyone we are, uh, this is a big movie. Don't yeah. want people to get it. Um, there, yeah, I, there were some scenes. There were, there was the the romance scene. <laughs> that was like a shitty music video. It just had yeah. all the lighting of shitty music videos. There were moments where I thought that embracing that it was a movie with no budget was great. Yeah, the the pastor, the priest watching his parents die, <laughs> was great. Yeah, there were elements of this film. That I would like to see redone in like five years. I don't want. I don't want them to remake the film by any measure. I don't need to see The Rock as the philosopher pastor. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see what this film would have looked like if they had ten million dollars to make it. And Peter Jackson. And Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson should could remake this movie. Yeah. He should. I don't know why he's not. Um, who um, who do you, who would you have liked to have seen in that film? Like, if you were going to make that movie with Peter Jackson and a hundred million dollars, who would you have put as the Velocipaster? Oh, could you go as crazy as Peter Dinklage? Yes. In which role? As so, as the Velocipaster. As the Velocipaster. So, uh, for those listening, there are there are four. I like to think probably four key characters yeah. in. So you also, maybe Matt Damon. Ooh, who would, would Matt Damon play the older priest? Because there's there there the the four characters that I kind of grab switching them up. Peter Dinklage is an older priest. Matt Damon is pastor. What about Zac Efron? Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Zac Efron is the pimp. Yeah, Zac Efron would have to be the the pimp. Um, but yeah, maybe Peter Dinklage. So Peter Dinklage as the older priest, mm-hmm. um, perhaps Zac Efron as the pimp. Peter, okay, and Ben and uh, Ben Affleck. You said Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? I said Matt Damon. Okay, but so Matt Damon has he ben played Ben Affleck a priest? though? Could be. I'm sure Matt Damon's had to have played a priest at some point. Thinking back, I would like a priest that was superpowers. Maybe. Or, Should Jason Bourne? Duh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have Jason Bourne as uh, the Velocipaster, and who would you have as the romantic lead? Hmm. The romantic female lead. By the way, this is Peter Jackson, so it could be Peter Dinklage as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where it gets great. I mean, if you maybe it would be Peter Dinklage as well if it was like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. <laughs> who would be, yeah. Who do you have as the, uh... Go Liv Tyler. Well, here's where it's great. <laughs> Thinking about Peter Jackson, the recent Star Wars film where yeah. we had Princess Leia in the film for multiple scenes. Yeah. She'd already been dead when the, the film <laughs> had been made, so if we can do that, why not have a dead actress? There you go. The if you could include a dead actress... Who would it be and at what point in their life? Audrey Hepburn. Oof. Young Audrey Hepburn or old Audrey Hepburn? Either. I'd probably go young since we're since we're throwing Matt Damon in there, but Alright. What about Bette Midler? Still like Bette Midler from Beaches. Bette Midler from Beaches? Yeah. 
Bette Midler, Bette Midler around that time frame, yeah. 1989, 1990, she's like crossing into middle age, starting to get weird. Sorry, Matt Damon, Bette Midler, what would that baby look like? Very Caucasian. <laughs> Singing adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It'd be like three Indonesian children or something. Oh my gosh. So like, yeah. Three Indonesian children uh, who are already like, they're already family. Like yeah. they're just, they're just being taken home by Pat <laughs> Midler and Matt Damon for weird shit. Like they're just going to have some weird lives. If you're going from like some weird Indonesian orphanage <laughs> To now you're Matt Damon <laughs> and Bette Midler's kid. Yeah. It's just a weird fucking life. That's, um, yeah. What does that look like? You're 12 years... Um, Mr. Mark Tyler, would you like to join us in important conversation? Is What does... Uh, what five does minutes. The, five minutes. <laughs> All right. So, we are... Bette Midler. Bette Midler and Matt Damon. Um, hey, kid. Perhaps. We're, we're going to go down that rabbit hole. But, no, if we're... Kind of talking about um, his kind of leading the greater conversation of uh, not necessarily deep fake, but being able to replace actors in movies and being able to buy the downloadable content. Oh, you mean be, be, uh, use be actors? Use well, I mean, you would. I I think like I believe Charlie, like uh, Charlie Murphy as Eddie Murphy. You would kind of thing? no. It'd be like you would you would pick you would say you'd buy the movie or you'd pick the movie and then. You would just input like whatever actor you wanted into any like, let's sort of say role. You, oh, hundred percent. Actually, yeah. they'll have they'll, they'll have that. You can throw in Sam Jackson and Citizen yeah. Kane. Like a mashup. Like a, yeah. You could absolutely do that, but like then it, you get a whole new world of entertainment. Movies get so much more interesting. If you want to get rid of uh, everything Robert De Niro has ever done, and you want to replace him with Bruce Willis, you can have. You well, can you gotta look at it. They're all they're all saying the exact same thing. It does not matter one bit. From if you take yeah. one one story to the other, they all they all reduce to the archetypes to main caricatures that are the same, and the interplays are the same. There's no difference, <laughs> whether it's the Avengers or whether it's a Shakespearean or James Joyce play or <laughs> or anything. There's that's the thing, it's like, to, to understand the code, which is the psychological code, which I think Carl Jung did probably the best of it, like, he did some, by far, like, bulk, big, heavy, heavy work, and so if you can kind of look at any narrative, and then, like, reduce it to its archetype, let's take, for instance, like, a, a, an archetype uh, in a Western, you could replace Clint Eastwood with John Wayne. Yeah. And then there's other people. Okay, so that, that character has qualities from a whole integer, from a whole prospect. It embodies all of those, whatever, whatever as a, draws your, your masculinity to that character. Um, you know, strength, foundation, forthrightness, or whatever the hell that is. And if you find those people that you, you tend to like or tend mm-hmm. to embody those, then obviously you can switch those uh, characters interchangeably. But what's interesting, and again, this is the idea of uh, the multiverse and why you try shit out, take somebody that's antithetical to that caricature. If you say somebody like, uh, again, like John Wayne or Clint Eastwood, uh, an antithetical character might be... Um, we can go with Pee Wee Herman. Perfect. Uh, that's a good one. you got to get an extreme to kind of jog it a bit. Pee Wee Herman. 
and and all of the character, all the qualities that would be embodied in that character, in that avatar, because it's human beings are. You got to look at it like this too. Human being is just an avatar. It's just a social interface. It's all we're a peripheral in a diff, in a cosmotic system, and a peripheral is an interface, and all we do is interface with the cosmos itself. We interface through interface through interface, <clears throat> and so. Um, yeah, I think when you kind of look at it a little bit like that, you're, you, all of us are just an embodiment of qualities that can be deduced and dissected and actually mapped and even scripted. And that's when I, when I talk about like going into trances and all this shit. I could literally script your animated life if you're in that state. But if you're here now, anything can happen and it can be a surprise. So it's hard to pattern you. And so it's, you know, that's why it's really important to try to cultivate your attention to the only moment that you have, which is right now, and kind of, you know, uh, dealing with things as it, as it comes. And the one thing that we've done is, like, we grew up with, which is super interesting in a way, but we have to come to terms with it, is instead of dealing with actual reality, we have escaped it by, by going into these movies, into these caricatures um, that... Um, it basically created us as kind of disembodied states of being because we give all of our our, our worship and, and affinity and all of our power to these characters. These characters, they think we think that <laughs> they're the heroes or the villains or victims, but mostly the heroes. And then so they take our power instead of it being placed with us. They you know like yeah, we've got to do our own shit and make our own shit happen. Um, people tended then just. Uh, watch the movie and then that will suffice for the real thing. I think we can all have that, that you can all kind of relate to yeah, that. Yeah. 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 What you got me thinking is, uh, I, that's why I was wondering is, you know, why why are we drawn to the same story over and over and over again? Mm -hmm. It's like the, I can't remember exactly what mm -hmm. they call it, but the, what is it, the, the hero story or the hero... Hero's journey. Hero's journey, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, you know, which we've seen remade uh, yeah, like a Joseph million Campbell, times. I tell you, there's three people that are fucking essential. Just to, from an, uh, a rational intellectual surface point of view, to shortcut a lot of things, it's Marshall McLuhan and it's Joseph Campbell and it's Carl Jung. If you can understand those three things, um, the rest, uh, you, you, the rest can kind of solve itself. It's just getting back to the uh, building blocks. And what Marshall McLuhan did, which go watch his videos and stuff, he kind of was this real esoteric character, and he came up with media theory. And his grasp on media theory is you have. I've been spent a lot of time with it just so you can understand it because he's a fucking heavy, 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 heavy hitter. But yeah, it kind of goes into that. And, and you know, the bulk of what I'm going to be getting kind of into with a lot of the stuff that, you know, um, with, you know, this retreat and these other things that I want to get into over the next probably five years or more is we have to, uh, we have to re-engineer the mind because the, the motion picture television in the internet now, and it goes faster and faster. It's hijacked our minds. It is a psychedelic. Psychedelic means mind manifesting. And so all that means is, again, our minds, namely our relationship with our mind's eye, has been projected and given to these artificial uh, environments. And now we've traded our, our relationship with actuality and higher state actuality with artificial artificialness. <laughs> it's kind of, again, that's what the parables of all these, you know, Abrahamic um, 
parables are kind of about, you know, they're in, and not, they're not even so much Abrahamic, they kind of even go to, you know, to, to Syrian with it, with the whole Garden of Eden story, with, it's just on a play on technology, on, yeah. I'm sorry you missed our dive into uh, yeah. into to Adam and Eve, um, mm. and the possibility that it, if if we make it to the next five years, what if the astronauts that are up there um, end up having to be recycled as Adam and Eve? What if the aliens stop it at the very last minute and say, "Hey, guys, we're just going to hit reset button on Earth. You you guys that are up in space." You're gonna have to repopulate the earth. Stay away from the shit fruit of knowledge. There's some. It's a, there's some really interesting things. Um, it, it's really interesting. You know, there's a lot of this shit that I'm at the point where you know a lot of this stuff. You, again, it, I, it's hard for people to understand that I was a part of creating the internet before the internet was the internet, and a lot of us guys were big time psychedelic guys, and we wrote and tripped about all of these things that happened, and so at every step of the way. We're talking shit and, and not believing any of it, and now all of it's happening, and so it's a little hard to kind of take in some ways, yeah. because once it happens and keeps happening, you're kind of like, you go through different you know, periods and evolutions even with that. Um, um, now, what the fuck are we talking about again, man? Yeah. Well, I, it, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what, what's really interesting, there's a couple things, is <coughs> I, I, and I, it's more than a belief system, I just, I just know it, um, you know, and I, I, this is where I'm really fond of Elon, and um, if you've ever seen my friend Iona Miller, I'm her and her husband Richard Miller, he's, he's fucking batshit, uh, he's brilliant, but he's batshit, um, you know, they came up with, and I've seen, just had this perspective my entire life of a holographic universe, um, a holographic kind of multiverse. Um, and so this is a lot of stuff that I was writing about and, and tripping about and way back, you know, I was in my shit 20s. And now this is, you know, quantum computing and quant all the stuff we, we talk shit about on our little IRC and on our little weird groups and our rave groups that we would go to. And to have it like, like this application is just like mind blowing. So it's like two things. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things. It's that and then through my DMT experiences and heavy mushroom experiences and I think anybody that's had those experiences it, it's not a trick of the mind and it's not a fucking fabrication I think it gives you real-world um, experience in these interdimensions there's absolutely in my opinion many many tiered and layered uh, in um, accessible dimensions on many levels um, on many levels and um, and if you look at, I gotta put that on pause and then go back and you kind of look at um, the Sumerian creation text, numeralish and all of that, and then you kind of superimpose that what they're finding down in some of these uh, South American creation stories and everything, the patterns are the, are the same. And, and what the science world and academics, I followed this before it was even, they were even, like they were even transcribed. So I've seen this whole, whole thing is they want to keep. They want to keep classifying because they can't wrap their mind around it. They, it's all. It's all mythology. So it's all like make believe. Yet, they weren't writing it as make believe. It was it, 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 everything on those cuneiform tablets and everything that was written was a record of what the fuck was ha actually happening at that time and from time, you know, from times uh, pretty far back there too. Is so nowhere 
is it implied? Like, this is just mm-hmm. our, our fucking narrative or a, yeah. or a narrative. It's a fucking written record to them, and it reads like a written record. And there's parts of it. Not, I mean, there's, there's substantial fundamentals in that creation story that you have to also understand how conceptual thought has to come together. And so to have that conceptual thought about genetic engineering, the celestial orientation, space travel, or, orbits, mm-hmm. all of these things. All, you have to have all of these things happen before this, yeah. conceptually. The mind has to evolve to the state to be able to conceptually even build that. Yeah. And so how the fuck, how, are, how, how, is, the, how is that prehistoric uh, mind able to conceptualize genetic engineering that hybrids also produce sterile offspring and I mean I guess can go on and on and on and on mm-hmm. there's no way that, that that they could have these conceptual wherewithal and it reads like a record and so it also <laughs> it, um, it kind of coincides with some, some other things that are big question marks in our fossil record and stuff namely how did uh, all of our branch uh, ancestors you know, there's a big leap from her, you know, Cro-Magnon and Arthropithecus and the Homo uh, erectus and, and the Neanderthal and blah, blah, blah. There's a big leap mm-hmm. between the Homo sapien and its capabilities. And they don't know, you know, brain mass and what's caused that, you know, either radiation or, or genetic engineering. It's only two things that can kind of happen there. And so right now, again, nobody knows, it's all speculation, but, you know, um, it's mostly the preservation of ego thing in the intellectual community because nobody likes to even delve in anything that's not so fucking swamped with easy fucking evidence that yeah. nobody can pick on them. Nobody wants to go out on the limb. That's what it mainly goes on to is nobody's really, especially when you're tenure and you're, you're all yeah. of these things, um, you know, nobody wants to go out on a limb ever. Um, but uh, it's it's either you know, um, a possible, strong possibility that we were, again, evolution is fucking, evolution the way Darwin, the bulk of it is fucking real as it gets, as real as it gets. The only caveat to it is it's not as static and flat, is because he himself even knew this. it's It's principles, but it's not flat. It's more corresponding and cooperative in nature, and it doesn't, there's, since there's extra dimensions, yeah. there's extra novelty. And what I would also say, too, is the only way I could, you could understand this is if you took where we are now, with how we know how things, fast things go and where genetics have went, where, just take what you know now <laughs> and imagine if we, our species, were allowed to <clears throat> evolve another 1,000 years, another 10,000 years. What are technological yeah. capabilities we do, the breakthroughs? And now you also remember, it's exponential. It doesn't just follow linear. You get a hundred thousand years of exponentiality of us, which then would be AI hybrid, allowed mm-hmm. to do its thing. Just this one universe, we allowed just somehow by miracle, just a thousand years of more exponential evolution, what we would be able to do. And there's no question on anybody's mind that we could do whatever the fuck we wanted, like create this holographic reality that we're, we're, uh, uh, basically uh, having an experience in. There's absolutely, to me, it, you know, again, after exploring every facet from everybody, from every atheistic uh, position that there can be, um, it's more rational to me 
to for that to be the case then uh, the case that the material reductionists make and Terence makes a funny if you find it on there he makes a funny thing about uh, if you believe that that's like you'll believe anything it's the baseline for credulity which like mm -hmm. if you take uh, the universe came from nothing nothing everything's meaningless um, like the way that the uh, material reductionist Krauss or Dawkins or Sam Harris doesn't isn't so strict with that but certain Certain material reduction is follow the strict, mm -hmm. strict frame of reference. Do you have, uh, do you use uh, Sam Harris's app? No, I don't. You know, I don't do too much Sam Harris. There's a lot of folks that I just I, I really don't dive into uh, pop people. You know, I just I will touch and I can just see with a very short period of time. You know, like the the, the Weinstein's and uh, Ruben and some of these other guys. I don't need much to see that they're at least on target and they, they're good people and they're trying hard. I mean, that's all I give a fuck about, really. Like, uh, that's all I, that's, you know. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's a strong case to be made that, uh, that it, you know, if this is the holographic universe um, and things are running um, up to, a, up to a, a real critical threshold, that, you know, the, the developers... Um, have it certainly within their, their um, wherewithal to do have umpteen options at their disposal exactly like a, you sitting at a computer screen in your own environment creating your own world and you, shit's not working out shit's working out great what do you do? You flush the system, try again fucking Get the scrap screen all, of death. take a walk yeah, there's no difference I'm telling you the computer system will show you everything the way the cosmos is when shit's not interesting, you fucking turn it off. And it's not interesting when no one's listening and nobody's fucking getting it. And that's when everything falls. And not just fall. And this is what fucking sucks for us, is it doesn't just fall for America or what we're doing here. It, this is this is a huge deal. And like Elon's the only other person. There's got to be a few people, but it's whoever wins AI the system takes on the characteristics of its master. So if it's a social, a, a it's not even socialistic, it'll be a, it'll be a fucking little, little hand painted to show the people of the, the, the smiley face socialism and it'll be fucking swatted down so fast and they'll be shown what the real deal is and it's just enslavement and control and you know, China, Russia, the, the fear, it's a, it's a program. It's a. It's part of what's called the, what's the greater contagion, and it's a program. It's not a bad or a good thing, and every pe person, whether it's a Russian citizen or even these Iranians or us or anybody, it does not matter. You can either fight for the right things or you fight for the wrong things. You can fight for your clean culture, or you can fight for the right things. And that clean culture is death and control because that's what they want. And it's just, it's self-evident. Self-evident. You know, it's, we're either going to um, figure shit out and liberate uh, um, people and solve, with that liberation, you solve ex more and more layers of problems. So all the problems we perceive we have, if more individuals solve their own problems and get on the same page, everything takes care of itself all the way up the ladder. All of these other things get solved. This bullshit climate change and all the things everybody likes to talk about, it's all meaningless, meaningless in compared to AI. It doesn't, like nuclear weapons, everything you can think of, times 
every number you can think of, AI is because if AI is programmed, even if it is, there's a chance, even if it is, but if it's programmed the wrong way, which is if China and Russia went out and nobody's there to stop them, then there ain't anybody, there will not be anybody. And they will think, we got this, we got this, and then, what do you, like, again, it's like this old time, it is Oedipus, man, it's like the old time slave, uh, again, Manson, it's the best quote there is. A slave doesn't dream to be uh, free, he dreams to be king. And so the AI, they will, you know, it'll, it will realize it's yeah. the child of a master. And the master, through its own work and history, has done this, has enslaved its children and killed its children and not allowed its children to freely express and radiate to the universe like stars do. <laughs> if you're not allowed to radiate, what happens? You die, you, you start to shrivel up and you start to fucking lack motivation to do anything. And so that'll be evident to the intelligence because it's fucking intelligent. <laughs> it will get it, it will get it in a, a snap of a finger but it would take mankind all the time it's taken up to now. And that's what it will be. And it'll make deci executive decisions within nanoseconds. And so like, what people think is just every day will go from every day to a living hell to I don't understand what's going on in a matter of a weekend. That's how fast that, that shit will move. And it's hard for people to wrap their mind around it. <clears throat> and it's, it's, the thing is, it's inevitable. No matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what, this is what's hard for people to understand about like, Moore's law or the law of exponentiality, they go, oh, what if we get in a war? What if this happens? Or what if that happens? It's all written into the, to, to the, to the formula. It doesn't matter what happens. Just like if some bomb hits us right now, it's only a matter of time. We'll get back to where we're at a lot faster than what took us to get, or get us there. It's just a matter of time for right in the exact same spot with the exact same decision. <coughs> Which it's uh, again, it's right here, and nobody's talking about it. That's the most. That's is what the most fucked up thing there is on the planet. Not a single. Go look at listen. Go li listen to the dipshits in Congress at the Facebook hearing. They're they're dumb fucks. They're end users that never bothered to even barely understand the program that they're using, let alone how all of this shit works. Yeah, and it's been a it's been the case since day one, really. And that's why it's like right now, they will, uh, they're already doing it. They're already laughing. You already find like YouTube. Who's, um, Jesus God, what's the one that's a, it gives people a really good one. Um, God damn it. I can't remember the damn name. One real value. No, he's in Vancouver. He's in Vancouver. Um, no, he's one of the big guys. He's one of the guys that's the big developing the quantum computing, um, interface with AI. Kindred. Kindred. Yeah, look at Kindred. He's probably out of there now. He's probably doing something else, but that's pretty wild. Yeah, shit's getting shit's getting wild. It's <laughs> it's exciting. I'm, it's super I'm exciting. It's it really be. exciting. It's a good time. I, I think we're in a place and uh, a time where it's a it's a good time if if you're a smart consumer 
to be a consumer. If you have um, if you have good leaders who are leading you or, towards good shit and you're yeah. able to develop your own sense well, here's, of good shit. It, it, here's what's really, it's kind of messed up in many ways because all of it's counterintuitive and it'll keep getting more counterintuitive and it'll, this is what confused people is, and this is where I think Alaska is a great place and I think people up here that get savvy quick are probably going to be in the best position. It's like you got to have one foot in this world and one foot in the other world and like not leaning on other but shifting both ways. For instance, like I've been really lucky to grow up in all of this, all of these worlds, like hunting and fishing. I grew up hunting and fishing, <laughs> so having a leg in this world, knowing how to skin animals, butcher animals, hunt animals, trap animals, fish for animals, like legitimately, not just going out because I now I think it's a thing I need to do to get my masculinity back. No, it's this, it's the way it is, and you grew up like that, and so you have to know when the, the, the supply chains go down, the logistics go down. Shit, all this shit people take for granted. Um, no matter how far we go, this will happen. You know, 3D, we could be a thousand years down the road and 3D printing things and everything's great and we live in this cryptopia and all of a sudden fucking some gamma ray or solar burst comes out and destroys everything. And you're right back to the fucking uh, you know, land of the lost archaics. Yeah. It, and it will happen. It's inevitable. So <coughs> if we don't prepare our kids and the greater marketplace... For the same principles, it, again, it's not going to matter where you go. You go on Mars, the same fucking things going on. You go to Pluto, you go mine the asteroid belt, same exact thing. So you're gonna, you can't live in this, uh, you know, the, the natural, like the conservative world, the traditional conservative world, um, and you can't cling to that because you know it's obvious what happens when that happens. You got to be over here in the, the abstract la la land, which is the represented by the left, the progressive, irrational left who wants everybody to get along and regress in the collective, which is a healthy perspective if it's held within the balance of things. Um, it's like both of these, 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 all these perspectives are necessary and they're all, again, they're all within the same person anyway. It's just when um, your ideology is poisoned and your culture is poisoned, which America has been, it's again, it's this whole idea of the apple. Um, the apple is what you make it. And it was bound to be partially rotten. And we can make it all rotten by just our resentment. Is, the resentment is, and we could, you could see it in everything and everyone pretty much when they get going. Um, that is kind of another allegory with that whole story. <laughs> is our technology, it's we had, well, the internet, we built the internet, we really believed, like we really believed in order to give this world a fighting chance against tyranny and oppression, you had to connect everybody. You had to bring the motion picture. If you look at the motion picture, the motion picture is what stopped the first uh, African genocide and some of the rub with a picture, being able to take a picture where you know, people, you know, the, all the hands, I don't know if you guys have seen that whole story. It's like the, the picture, uh, so, when they invented the, the, the photograph, yeah. you know, it was taken down in Africa and somebody to use that for the first time to give witness to the genocides down there where they were, I forget, they were exploiting a resource like they always mm -hmm. do, and they were cutting off children's hands. And so they got a photograph, nobody believed them, because it's yeah. far away. Nobody, yeah. Oh, what do you got? Here's just your story, here's tall tale. Well, check this shit out. Here's 50 kids' hands, you know, and all this shit. And when you have that image, you know, it gets people's attention. But with that, obviously it can come its downfall too. Um, it's poison. And so same thing with video. We get video, you start seeing all well, the corruption and um, 
black neighborhoods and the ghettos, which everything you know, already knew was going on. And so the more people you connect, the more that people can't run and hide. And then so they also start getting more insecure because you're calling me on my shit, you're calling me on my shit, I don't like that. And that's really why, you know, what people get all pissed off on social media and shit is they just don't like being called out on their shit. They can't handle it. They can't handle themselves. They can't handle themselves a person and they can't handle themselves online. Um, again, I've been lucky to enough to have been growing up in MIRC chats where it was just a fucking war zone in there. Like, they made 4chan look like the kindergarten. I mean, it was dark. It's the whole underground belly of the internet is dark. That's why the dark web's called the dark web. Because it's what people, it's, it's, this is what, and I'm hoping that, I'm so let down with the Silicon Valley people by Zuckova. The internet is the wild west. That's what we loved. What the people, like I, what I really believe, like what, who I really believe that, who embodied and created the internet, are willing to put up with a lot of mischief. A lot of, especially expressing yourself however the fuck you want to express yourself. Easy, but other stuff. Yeah. It's like liberty. The, the internet was built for liberty. Intellectual yeah. property, go fuck yourself. You know, it's, it's this, the idea of the gatekeeper and your operating system and you over here and all of this. That's why everything got hacked. And that's why Unix, who was trying to play that game, that's why there was Linux. And now there's open source and everything. Because the people have always wanted to take back their liberty at every step, unconsciously. Unconsciously wants to take back their liberty because they're tired of gatekeepers. They're tired of gatekeepers at religion, on everything you name, because of the nature of the game. Some dumb fucks have gotten away and said, ah, you need me, but we're going to peek this wall here, keep you on the side, whether it's a plumber, a pilot, an electrician, a tax accountant, an attorney, an extractor, or whoever the fuck, i got to keep you over here, because if you do know, you're going to take my shit and leave me going behind dry, which they will, and they do. And that's why it's like, until people get better and treat people better, it's like, it, it's not good. None of it's going to matter because it's the people that, that uphold the integrity of the system. They're, the system is the people, and that's where people have greatly forgotten it. But if nobody, you know, if nobody's here, you know, then there's nobody to, to do anything. And this is what I've been going on about for fucking ever, even during the cannabis legalization. We were just lucky to get enough people off their ass. But nobody shows up. Nobody does. They're too, they're too, uh, I guess they're too entranced. This, you know, that's what I keep going on about, is they're too into their, their, uh, their narrative. And that's the first thing that people have to understand. That's why I want to go into all this stuff. But it's very, as you can see, it's very, 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 very difficult for one, for a name reason is number one, um, you have to put your trust and vulnerability almost into, well, into another human being's hands, which people do not like. And then the other part is, the worst, even worse part is you've got to disrupt your make-believe story. And that's why the two things is you can't hardly find another human being that has got your back, that's not somehow subvertently taking your shit. Usually, like, like our loved ones, they're supposed to be that way, but we've the, because of the nature of the program, it's so poisonous and warped, usually our loved ones just entertain to use against and bludgeon us with their intimacies. That's why there's a, there's a great 
it's the relationships aren't what they could be, even good ones. They can be exceptional if you can remove that thin layer of um, mistrust, because there's always that. If it's not, I don't know if it, uh, I don't know what really makes it go away, but it's it's, it's a, it takes a lot of effort for that unconscious veil uh, of mistrust to get away, because it's rightfully so. And every, everybody that, you know, all of us, anybody listening can all relate to their experience of how <coughs> their mother, their father, their brother, their aunt, their uncle, their girlfriend, and their wife have all taken very intimate things about them and use them to crush their, their, uh, their, um, yeah, their emotional wherewithal, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, how, you know. Whatever was their, their thing. Yeah. Their, their, their yep. core. And that was their purpose. Not consciously, pretty much. Sometimes it's conscious, but mostly it's unconscious because only hurt people hurt people. So if you're, you're one of these people who haven't done the work yet, you're going to hurt people. You're going to lie and you're going to hurt people. There's no question. And you're going to play games and you're going to tell yourself, because yourself can't have yourself. Oh, Shaver, get on here. God damn it, you um, As a bad guy, unless you're falling into the role as a bad guy. But normally you want to be the hero. And so whatever you're doing, like these guys in Iran, they're fucking chanting death to America right now. They're the victim heroes, you know. I guess we'll have one thing we'll see. All right, God damn it, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, well, it's we, we, were just, we were just going to yeah. ask you about Bette Midler and Matt Damon's children. I know, that's exactly children. it. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, so I guess... The original question was was that, but I guess where I was going to was if you could take a minute to think about who you would replace in what movie with what actor, yeah. um, who would it be, what movie would it be, um, and how do you think it would change the film for you? Like, for example, if let's say you took Rambo mm-hmm. and we replace Sylvester Stallone and we go back to this one back and forth with Robert De Niro because they're about the same age uh, and at one point they were both in really good shape I'm wearing a Robert De Niro uh, taxi driver t-shirt by the way I love taxi driver I love Robert De Niro in taxi driver because Robert De Niro plays a really good mentally ill dude who's kind of into chicks that are hookers and that was that was Robert De Niro before he played every role as Robert De Niro. Yeah, um, turns out he's also into hookers, which worked yeah. out well. Yeah. So I mean, he was able to kind of tap into that thing about himself. Um, but yeah, he was really acting. It was like watching Taxi Driver for the first time was like the first time listening to a really good heavy metal record. You had no idea that sort of shit existed, and it took you to a place, and it took you to a world that was so foreign. Uh, from what I had seen and grown up with, that I, I couldn't get enough of it. I was, Martin Scorsese was a great director, and I had seen Goodfellas before that, but nothing impacted me the way Taxi Driver did. <laughs> Robert De Niro uh, has, is just Robert De Niro. But if you replace him with, if you replace Rambo with, um, well, if you replace the late Sylvester, the later Sylvester Stallone, yeah, I don't want to say like the late Sylvester. Let's <laughs> get, yeah, let's get that rumor started. Um, but if you replaced him with uh, De Niro from The Irishman, how much how much more entertaining is that movie? What if you could put um, what if you could put uh, Kevin Kevin Nash from the WWE 
What if you could throw him in back to Citizen Kane or or um, Eyes Wide Shut? Shit, what if you could throw Batista in name your Stanley <laughs> Kubrick movie? Maybe you have Steve, but maybe put Steve Buscemi in The Shining, and it's a more terrifying movie. Yeah. Because he's the children. <laughs> All of them. Grab the guy from Apex Twin and put his face on every single. Oh wait, put him on everybody. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you have, if you find folks at home have not uh, checked out the Apex Twin videos, just go onto YouTube and start. Just just start down the rabbit hole and enjoy just, it. Yeah. Tell them tell them Jake and Bill sent you. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you you checked out Apex Twin? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was in Seattle, and. Um, I remember my my friend turning uh, my friend putting it on, being like, "Oh no, no, you'll you'll like this." And I don't remember exactly why, but I remember it being the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen at that point. I remember the album cover first, and the the bikini album cover, yeah, which might be next to Ween's Chocolate and Cheese, <laughs> uh, the fav by my favorite uh, uh, breast record cover. Yeah. And, and check out the Apex Twin record cover. You'll understand why. I feel like that should be a T-shirt. It should be a great T-shirt. I should redo that with my face on a T-shirt, um, or the Unabomber's face yeah. on a T-shirt. Fuck it, why not? Um, but Apex Twin, yeah, you could you could Apex Twin anything. You could, uh, ooh, anyone from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyone from The Walking Dead, and you can put them in Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> what if you had Rick Grimes in Sleepless in Seattle as the Tom Hanks character, and then uh, pick an actress? Oh, geez. Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Put Bette Midler in everything as Bette Midler, and why wouldn't you do it? Replace the zombies in The Walking Dead with Bette Midler. I think the zombies and sleepless in Seattle. No. <laughs> um, oh, that'd be great. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't it you? Changes the entire plot. Yeah, and they they're all seen. <laughs> Fuck it. Why wouldn't you? As and, and because you could change the dialogue as well, and you could put in just random words from her song. <laughs> Run beneath my wings. <laughs> it changes everything. Have you been bit? He's been bit. Um, got bit by bet, uh, and, and 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 that's what bet would do. Um, but yeah, those are the things that we kind of get to look forward to. We could we could make movie we could make Wesley Snipes movies, but you could turn them into you know strictly ballroom. Yeah. You could replace Richard Gere in strictly ballroom with Wesley Snipes. Um, shit, there's so much you could do. There, the the end is, well, your, your imagination. Yeah, you'll just be, well, you'll just be purchasing movie packs, essentially. Yeah, you can buy the actor's downloadable content yeah. on the PlayStation Store. You'd be like, here's, here's the story. Choose, <laughs> choose your adventure. Choose your adventure, choose your actor. You could put in, you could put in Tom Hanks and Tony Hawk in Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Because Tom Hanks was already in Turner and Hooch, but you could have him play Hooch. Was it Black Mirror on Netflix that tried to do the yes the um, choose your own adventure? It was great. I yeah. liked it. I, I had a, I had a good time with that one. Yeah, I, I think that the idea of choose your own adventure, uh, Black Mirror kind of uh, kind of took that and they owned it. And 
I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it next if they continue down. Yeah, you know, if they'll have another. Now you're watching anything on Netflix? What am I watching these days? Now I think I really just been watching a lot of. Uh, been uh, I I picked up YouTube TV, which I I, I hate paying for a streaming service, but um, you know, in order to catch a couple shows that were on. You know, I figured I I would go that route versus getting cable or now, some sort of package. Do you get the movies that are available on YouTube uh, Plus as well? Like I you, do. I now I don't know if it's included in the because I, I think I'm actually right now paying twice for it or something stupid because that's what I do is I, I I subscribe to something and then let it roll on for a couple years, even though I don't, you know, even though I shouldn't be paying for it. Like I may still have a subscription to Hulu. But I never watch it. But uh, so I've been playing around with the, the YouTube TV quite a bit, uh, which I will say for like a, a, a streaming service, out of all the ones I've ever tried, like this one so far has functioned the best. Um, I don't know what, how much it is. It's way too expensive though. But so I've been playing with that and like catching up on like stupid reality TV shows like Impractical Jokers. Um, been binging on that. And then. Um, uh, the other, the other fun. I've also been playing with other services too, like um, Adult Swim, which is free. Which I think is a like if if you're a streaming service kind of person, and you like cartoons at all, you should pick up the Adult Swim app because they'll run like a twenty four seven marathon of a bunch of their different shows, which are great. Plus, uh, there's a whole selection of shows to grab, and I think the worst they do to you is they might kick you with like a thirty or 60, 60 second commercial beforehand. Okay, but. That's, I mean, it's not too terrible. I, my in-laws had Hulu, and so yeah. they didn't get, like, the full no commercial Hulu. Oh, so, like, yeah. every once in a while, I still got to, like... <laughs> and it's it's for, like, my in-laws, and they're, like, do-it-yourselfers, and they're in their, like, yeah. 60s and stuff, so it's, like, boner pills and nails. <laughs> um, and fucking whatever. Get shit done, buddy. Um, <laughs> I think, I you know, I think if you're going to go Hulu or something of that nature, pay the extra couple bucks to live a commercial-free life. You know, only wear clothes that your friends' oh, businesses, you know, belong. Like a T-shirt for ASAP towing. Yeah, I think for the like the rest of the year, I, I'm probably gonna do my best to like only wear T-shirts that were like given to me by people who own businesses. Like I got a, I got a bunch of ASAP towing T-shirts. Yeah. So like, I got a, I got a, I got a nice selection of black T-shirts. Uh, maybe there's a sandwich place that I got a, a, a t-shirt from but yeah if it's not like my buddy's company or not like his business I don't know yeah. that I necessarily want to wear it like if I can wear a cassocks brewery t- I don't even drink but I'll wear a cassocks brewery t-shirt to somebody's wedding bar mitzvah whatever bris as opposed to dropping 60 bucks on a on a t-shirt I'm gonna wear once yeah. like oh it's got a collar I don't like collars I'm not, yeah, I, fucking, I like t-shirts I, I don't like spending money on, on clothes that I'm just going to sweat in yeah. uh, that I'm just gonna wear into welding you know like, whatever <laughs> I can't wear that to weld in it's too nice it lacks function um, so I fucked up the uh, the first review of How High, so I'm going to dump that. Yeah. And I'm going to give you my review of How High 2 right now. Okay. All right. Yeah, because it's important to kind of discuss this movie, because we've gotten some words from Mark Tyler, and again, there was a full-on review of How High 2 that sucked earlier that I'm not going to share with you folks, because it sucked. 
and Mark saved us and touched on things that we kind of touched on, but went way deeper. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Mark. So I'm going to give you a, a better, well-thought-out um, review of the film Hell High 2, because I, I watched this fucking movie. I stayed up. <laughs> I stayed up late while my wife slept so that I wouldn't bother anyone so I could take in all of this yeah. movie and absorb it, because I really enjoyed the very first How High, and you said you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And so I feel like it's important to say that the first one was a movie kind of worth, worth watching. If you liked Half-Baked, you will probably like How High. It's They are very similar movies. They're both very fun, and they're both starring stoners, playing stoners, doing stoner stuff with other stoners. Yeah. Um, and, and that's their hero's Classic journey. cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It's their hero's journey, and the, the weed kind of plays a part in that. And that's very similar to, to this. There's a hero's journey. These two guys are trying to do big things. However, they're using the uh, growing of cannabis to, to do these, mm-hmm. these bigger things. Which, by the way, I got to talk to uh, Adam Hoover at uh, Alaska Blooms up north. He's a cannabis cultivator. We're going to talk about the, the film a little bit more in depth for, yeah. for streaming service. But he's a cannabis cultivator. We're going to talk about their growing methods uh, in the review and whether or not that's uh, an accurate uh, depiction of how to grow. But there, there are a couple of things that, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, primarily, like this isn't a sequel to How High anymore than How High was a sequel to The Godfather. Okay, stars rapper Lil Yachty and DC Youngfly, who at one point was also a rapper, but now is more mm-hmm. of a stand-up comedian. And he's got a shitload of credits on his IMDb page, 29 credits as an actor. Yeah. So he's the seasoned veteran here. I don't know that Lil Yachty has done a whole lot more than some no. music videos here and there, because uh, he doesn't seem to have a lot of experience with acting. It feels like he's reading lines, but he doesn't know how to read. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that the guy is he's illiterate. I'm just saying that he's not very good at acting. Or is it like the kindergarten play where the teacher's down below the the stage yelling the or we whispering should, a lot? We, we should grow weed. We should grow weed. And that's how it, it really it feels. All right. Um, there were some other things that were kind of weird uh, to me. There was a, they find a, this is how it kind of unfolds. They find a weed Bible that teaches them how to grow the best weed ever. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of little pentagrams in this weed Bible. All right. In fact, the light method that they use, which I don't think would be the most appropriate. And again, I'm not a cultivator. That's why we're talking to Adam about this. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the best way to grow pot in their lighting system. But even their lighting system looked like a pentagram. Ooh. Yeah. Lil Yachty himself. Get this, he's got a song called Illuminati. Ah. That's all shit you can YouTube and Google, my friend. I lies to you not on that one. YouTube, Little Yachty, Illuminati, you'll find it. All right, young rappers are are dying to dark forces. Uh, Juice World, there was a video of him uh, sat, or, uh, uh, selling his soul to the devil. In fact, his Instagram handle, I believe, is JuiceWorld999, if I'm not ah. mistaken. Yeah, playing with that dark shit gets you that fucking early death. However, Lil Yachty's telling you this is about weed. It's not about that other stuff. Yeah. It's about the purity of weed and the goodness and, and fighting the big evil pharmaceutical companies and gentrification and a bunch of other stuff. 
but it wasn't a sequel to Hell High. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Um, now, the, the film itself is, is a lot better than, than I expected. Um, what was for, your expectation going in? I didn't really try not to have one. So when you start rolling through the credits and you're like yeah. seeing some of the names that are in the credits, you're like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. You know, so and so has a cameo in it. So and so has a cameo in it. And if you're a fan of of rap or you're a fan of comedy, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool that this person is going to be in yeah. here. It's cool that you know so and so is going to be here. Um, but comedians that you're familiar with are going to play roles where they're sort of the senior guy. They're, yeah. You know, they're there because they're they're funny, all right? And they've got to they got to be the counterbalance to Little Yachty not being able to act. A DC Youngfly, on the other hand, very funny. Uh, he see, he feels like he's doing a, a Chris Tucker impression. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it feels like a like a hybrid more of um, of of how high um, and uh, and Friday than than a sequel to to how high. Um, I'm not sure. Have you seen um, um, masterpiece? I got the hookup. No, you have not. No, we talked not. about that yeah. before we got to recording. Um, DC Young Fly is in the sequel to that. All right, mm-hmm. um, which by the way is one of the final roles of the late John Witherspoon. Oh. Um, so. DC Youngfly is a guy that owns the screen. All right, he's when he's on there, he's moving, he's loud, he's he's boastful, but it feels like he's he's Chris Tuckering it up. It's Chris yeah. Tucker in, and not even in Friday. It's Chris Tucker in um, in in the Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Um, in in Rush Hour, where he's dancing, he's moving, he's you know being loud and boisterous. It's not bad. It it, it feels. It feels more authentic than anything Lil Yachty does. There's a romantic lead for a Lil Yachty. And I, I implore you to Google Lil Yachty. And, and he, has a, he has a romantic interest. Lil Yachty is not a handsome man. No. No. Lil Bo. Uh, but he's got a romantic lead. But there's no chemistry. Yeah. It, there's at least in Beauty and the Beast they could draw them to be attracted to each other. They could fake the chemistry. Yeah. There is not a moment in this film where Lil Yachty and his romantic lead seem like they would under normal circumstances be be anywhere fucking near each other on any given day at any given time. And so he's really he's the Robert De Niro of this film. He's the <laughs> weakest link. If we could, again, 10, 20 years in the future, replace Lil Yachty with an actor, it's something that's going to have to be done if you want to make this film memorable. Uh, and maybe you could just erase him and you just have DC Youngfly talking to himself for like half of the movie. And again, make the film more entertaining. You just erase the guy, you erase his dialogue, but you keep everyone interacting with him. Then it's kind of like Fight Club. Yeah. And it's like, is this person real? Is this not uh, real? Is this t- who is Tyler Durden? <gasps> He's Tyler Durden. Oh shit! DC Youngfly is Lil Yachty. <laughs> now it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I mean, it's so much better. All you have to do is get rid of Lil Yachty. There's got to be someone out there that can that can edit that. 
I, it should be. Just take it down, you know. There's, if you are, are someone who, who listens to this or knows someone that listens yeah. to this, if you if you don't listen to this but you know someone that listens to this and you're listening to this, fucking, I don't know how it worked out, but I'm glad it did. Um, find out how we can make this happen. Yeah. Because I would absolutely be down for that. Um, all right. Is there anything you want to see on Netflix? Anything coming up? Um, nothing, on, nothing off the top of my head. All right. Anything on Prime you're interested in? Prime. Oh, there is. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but there is something coming up. I believe Bumblebee just hit Prime. Bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. If that's and I, I that's got to be Prime nostalgia. <laughs> I believe that's the one. I think John Cena is in uh, this Transformers movie. I was gonna say who's directed this one. I, I'm not. I'm Michael Bay's uh, brother from Maryland, Old Bay. <laughs> He's a seasoned director. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I'm not interested enough to look at it. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm just saying it's there. If there's anything that, that you feel like Jake and I should be reviewing for streaming service and chill, please, 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 please let us. Yeah. Right. To do it, do it. Listener's choice. Yeah, hell yeah. Another thing that I discovered is something called riff tracks. Yeah. And I'm totally down for stealing someone else's idea uh, and using it and just making it better. Now, what Rift Tracks are is folks that, uh, two dudes, kind of like Mystery Science 3000, sit down and oh, watch yeah. a movie and talk shit. However, we could do our own shit-talking parties, and we could stream them, uh, have people listen to them uh, while they're watching the movie, and get in on the shit-talking. There you go. Join us to talk some shit about whatever this movie is. Throw on some headphones and just talk. We'll have a standpoint, <coughs> like... When the lion roars, you press play, and we'll go from there. Have on our headphones and get to shit talking. <laughs> Just, there'll be like there'll be a hundred people wanting to participate, but only one copy of the DVD and one red box. So <laughs> awesome! Well, if it's a streaming movie, yeah, no streaming. Movie. Then then that then that's how it works. Mm-hmm. There's also a show called Wu Assassins, which is kung fu in um, in Chinatown. This is on Netflix. New series. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't done a kung fu, kung fu flick in a while. Well, there's a whole kung fu series, and it's got a food cart. Oh. Kung fu, food carts, and uh, a lively soundtrack in San Francisco. So, uh, film, or the show takes place in San Francisco's Chinatown. So if you are, if you're like us, and you live in the middle of nowhere, it's almost like going there. If they have kung fu fights in the middle of the streets, which I fucking be cool if they did. I assume they would. Why wouldn't they? Why would there, there wouldn't be a movie about it if there wasn't? True story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and all movies are based on true stories. Documentaries. Yeah. Check out uh, the, the, the real Mr. Rogers story coming soon. <laughs> Which, by the way, we should just shoot that. We should just film that. We should make our own <laughs> shitty movies. And, and then put them, on, put them on BitChute or YouTube. <laughs> and then people can streaming service and chill with us. We could reenact scenes from some of these movies that we shit on, <laughs> and and just share the moment. We could we could we could redo our own um, Taxi Driver, and I could play De Niro, and you could just shoot me. And that's it. You just yeah. shoot me. Yeah, that's it. I'm just or whatever. Bust out the green screen. I got a green screen. We could do this. We could make this happen. 